One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast with David Nurse. And I'm telling you, you are in for an absolute treat today. I'm just going to tell you, buckle up right now, because your guest today is going to blow your mind. The guest, David Meltzer. David is everything and then some. Seriously, he's done it all. From college football player to CEO of Samsung at 32. Heard of the movie Jerry Maguire? Yeah, that was based on him and his partner, Lee Steinberg. If that wasn't enough, Meltzer co-founded the powerhouse Sports One Marketing with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Oh, and he's also a best-selling author, world-renowned speaker, a top 100 business coach, and an amazing humanitarian being voted the Variety Sports Magazine's Humanitarian of the Year. And this just begins to scratch the surface of who David is. But even more so than all the amazing accomplishments, the person that he is, the true, genuine, real, honest person that he is, overrides any accolade that he could ever touch. I'll tell you a story in this podcast about a Christmas day when he was giving out hundreds, thousands of dollars to complete strangers. Yeah, yeah, that's just who he is. He doesn't say anything about it. I'm beyond blessed to have David as a great friend, someone whom I consider to be a mentor to me in an absolute light and inspiration for so many. He's not just changing millions of lives either. He's on a mission to change a hundred million and more. And you'll see exactly why. Because on this episode, we dive deep into what drives David daily, how he is motivated, and how he struggled from being on top of the world with everything the world says is success and feeling completely empty, then losing it all and having to find where his true joy comes from and so much more. Trust me, this one is one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done, and you'll see why. One percenters, buckle up, because here we go. I want to just jump in on the person that you are and the ability that you have to change lives. Like it's not, it's, it's one of the best quotes that I've ever heard is, is from you is, and I might butcher it here a little bit, but things don't happen to us. They happen for us and through us. Speak on how that came to be and how you've kind of lived your, your mindset and your mantra on being able to change millions, not just thousands, millions of people's lives. Yeah, and someday hopefully a billion lives, right? My exactly. goal to empower billions of people to be happy because happiness is truly the goal, but it's also the problem. People don't think about it. And so in my life, I lived and evolved from living in a world, and it's an energy, it's, it's a universe of not enough. And when I say that you lived in a world of not enough, I actually lived in a world of not enough, meaning I was broke, single mom, six kids. But as I evolved, you know, out here in Newport Beach, I have friends who have $40 million homes on the coast here that live in a world of not enough. Absolutely. There's never enough of anything. And it's a scarce world. And it's not an abundant. It totally denies the fact that we're connected to the highest source of inspiration at all times. People think, you know, I hate the terms like, oh, I need to go rest. I need to do this. I'm like, no, <laughs> there is no recharge. Right. You're connected to the ultimate charge. There's just interference and corrosion between you and that, that ultimate charge. And then if you live in a world of not enough, what you're saying is there's not enough charge. That, that's to me what I've learned. Now, when you said things happened for me, I lived the majority of my life where everything was for me. I thought I was an optimist. Yep. A lot of people do this. and But there was just enough when you live in a world of for me because there's just enough for me. 
So no matter what I had, golf courses, ski miles, and homes, multi-millions of dollars, it was for me and I was an optimist. Anything that would happen to teach me a lesson was for me to learn the lesson. But where abundance came about was understanding that there is an infinity. There's an infinity of everything for everyone, a world of more than enough. And that in order to experience the world of more than enough, that you have to not only clear the interference or corrosion to the connection of the greatest source of inspiration, but you have to allow that to come through you and appreciate it, which means add value to it. Appreciation, if a house appreciates, it adds value. Mm -hmm. So you add value to that inspiration that you've had, meaning your frequency is your appreciation your own unique being, your own quantum field, which is your DNA that's specific to you. It's your own fingerprint that no one else has. And you allow it to go through you and you clear the connection to other people, meaning it's not just hundreds, thousands, or millions, it could be billions of people that your frequency can hit because you understand that I'm taking more charge than anyone, I'm adding value to it, and I'm giving that charge out with three things. A, a stronger signal so it reaches farther, a wider spectrum so it we, reaches more channels, and then a clarity so more people understand it, they can be aware of it. And so when you start understanding the frequency or vibration of the inspiration, you actually can effectuate taking it in, adding value to it, and giving it away. Uh, that's, that's spot on, and it's, it's super interesting that you're able to have that type of mindset through all that you've been through, through all the successes of the world that they might see, through all the downtimes, and then being able to recreate yourself in many different ways. But how is it as you as a human being, as you as a person, are able to do so much, are able to have that type of mentality that, hey, I can change the world? Because a lot of people will want to do that, and a lot of people will think, okay, it's, it's, it's probably for somebody else, it, it can't be for me. But like, there's, for me personally, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Cornfields, Iowa, and I get to do what I do and changing thousands and hopefully millions of lives. But same for you. Like, how did you just go from, go from knowing to be able to shifting it to doing? So I think in that respect, it's understanding a very simple philosophy. And here, here it's all the way back to Sanskrit. Like, I study history to understand human nature. Yeah. My mom wanted me to study history, and I thought it was for a different reason. But it was really so I could learn human nature. And so I've studied all the way back to Sanskrit, the Course in Miracles, Kabbalah, Old Testament, New Testament, wow. you know, the Book of Mormon, all the way to, you know, a variety of, I was an English and poli-sci major, a variety of different things. And I, to learn human nature and understanding these things. One, you've been given a body, right? So you're yeah. given a body, which says a lot. And then two, that we're here for lessons. And the lessons are going to keep on coming until we learn them. And they result in pain if you haven't learned them. Uh, so you, if you look at things as these lessons in an embodiment with the idea that everything can be found within us, others are just a mirror of ourselves. You know, all of these just basic human nature lessons that this idea of infinity that my, and I believe it's a memory. So people say remember. Remember means bring together. So here's how I see it. And this is how I effectuate the quantum side and the pragmatic side of things. In your body that you've been given, there's a memory. The cells have a memory. And you deal with this training people in basketball and life coaching them a lot. Basically, the body's memory that we have, the cellular memory, is the short, stupid memory. It lasts one day. It, when I say one day, it actually only lasts from when you're awake until you go to bed. The thing is, there's an importance to the 10,000 data inputs or lessons that we learn in a day. I call them all lessons. 
other people would call them data, but we're, we're allowed to learn about 10,000 new things a day. And we sense them through our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, and our touch. I believe there's other senses that we can have too that the cells can understand, but this is still a stupid cell. And so what we need to do in order to have any power to what we're doing is we learn the lesson, but we have to learn the lesson for 21 straight days minimum. Uh, I like that. Minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we learn that lesson for 21, depending on who you are, it could be 21 minimum, but it could take longer if you have more interference. But a normal person could be as little as 21 days. Then it goes to the 40,000 of your intermediate memory thoughts, which is the subconscious. As you know, through what you teach in basketball, if I have the repetitive nature or consistent behavior I was saying about my health, in 21 days, it'll become a neural pathway. So a switch will come on and say, instead of, oh shoot, I gotta go work out in the morning, it'll go to, oh my gosh, I have to work out in the morning. That's a simple, exactly. simple what happens. Well, there's 40,000 of these same lessons that exist in your subconscious. The more you access them, right? So once you have them in the subconscious, if you stop accessing them, they're gonna drop away. But if you keep accessing them, you keep studying Spanish every day, mm -hmm. pretty soon it's gonna send a frequency to your DNA, which is your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. It's actually gonna be coded, hard-coded in you in a long-term memory. That quantum memory, your DNA, which is only specific to you, is either attached to or part of or can access the quantum field, the field of intention of everything. How does this all equate back to your simple question? <laughs> because once I learned all this, yep. I learned that I could have whatever I wanted. I just had to, as Steve Jobs gave me the advice, connect the dots backwards. Right? I had to yeah, connect it right. backwards. Yeah, so yeah. In, in Napoleon Hill, one of my favorite authors, says, yep. you know, what you can conceive the, and believe the body can achieve, right? Yep. Well, that's connecting the dots backwards. So, for example, I couldn't figure out how to make a trillion dollars. It's been one of the things that I thought I could change the world with that unlike Bezos, you know, if I can make a trillion dollars, then money, more, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. I could hire people, figure out solutions to make yeah. the world happy. Right. It was the opposite when I went to connect the dots backwards. It was like, all I have to do is teach a thousand people like David Nurse. If I could coach a, and mentor David Nurse, who has the ability to coach and mentor a thousand more people, to coach and mentor a thousand more people, to be happy? A thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. If I can change the world by making a billion people happy and teach them abundance, to teach them to live in a world of more than enough, there's no doubt that a trillion dollars will be mine. The money will add. That's how it actually came to right. a reality right. to me. That makes sense. Yep. So even when I looked at being a professional football player, that I don't, didn't have the skills, the knowledge, and desire combined in order to e execute on it. I still think I lived close to my potential playing football. It's just at this being that I'm in, I it wasn't right for me. I, I didn't have as high as a potential needed to make it, but I mm -hmm. took what I learned about living to my potential to things I actually had a lot more talent in. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way with you thinking of I was going to play in the NBA with yeah. the same kind of thing. You use what you learn through that process of every day pouring into yourself, pouring into yourself, and then you're able to turn it and shift it and being able to pour into others. And that's what I see really impressive in you, too, because as, as successful as, as you have been in the world's eyes and uh, reaching the top and, and continuing to reach the top in so many areas, the top 100 uh, <laughs> life coach and just and all that you do. And people will be like, oh, man, that's he's, I'm, I'm sure they say oh, he's living a great life. I wish he could. But you're one of the most driven people I've ever seen. 
like I'm getting emails from you at like 4:12 in the morning yeah. and I know you you like we just talked about committing an hour to working out and working on yourself. Like how do you keep that constant drive? Math. Like, what do you say math? Yeah, math. People don't get it, man. They Yeah, I know they, they don't. don't get it and, I, and and they do get it when I teach. <laughs> Here's the thing, you have to understand time and math. Yeah. We live at a at a pragmatic world with 24 hours of time. Yep. And so when we understand that there's only two things to look at with a lens is productivity, how much value am I going to provide, and two, accessibility. How am I accessible to others and how am I accessing what I want? And so when I start paying attention or focusing in on something, I can utilize productivity and accessibility to its fullest potential. Therefore, one of the simplest ways to change your life is to be a student of your calendar. So if I'm a student in my calendar, I'm studying my calendar seven days a week, every day for productivity and accessibility of what I do in person on the phone via email and media, radio, print, TV, social media, whatever you're involved with. I have beaten people with math since I graduated law school. People ask me all the time, how do you make a million dollars right out of law school selling legal research online? Nobody else did. Well, I'll yeah. tell you how. I, I took a job that had a $250,000 comp plan. 250000 at plan. And I said to myself, okay, most people that have this job have existing territories, relationships, they have families and houses and all these things. And at best, they work eight hours productive five days a week. Right. Productive eight hours. Yep. And they anticipate that if I work a productive eight hours a day, that I will make $250,000 by the end of the year, even though I don't have the relationships, the skills, knowledge that a 50-year-old sales guy that's been here 25 years since he graduated, I'm somehow supposed to be able to do this. So I said to myself, all right, I'm going to focus. How am I going to focus? Number one, I'm going to find the light in everything I do because you can't stay focused and inspired unless you find the light in it. If you're always looking at nice. the shortages, voids, and obstacles of what's there, you're going to get more of the shortages, voids, and obstacles. So I'm going to take everything from back then you had maps, like planning my scheduled day, and I'm going to look into <laughs> the light and make it fun or challenging. Right. So basically I said, I'm going to work 16 hours productive a day, seven days a week though. So I'm gonna work 16 hours, seven days a week productive instead of eight hours in, in five days. Then two, I'm gonna focus in on the light. I'm gonna challenge myself to be twice as efficient. So my 16 hours productive will be worth 32 hours productive. Then the challenging one was how am I gonna be twice as statistically successful? Because they had existing territories and relationships and knowledge and skills they've been selling for 25 years. I just got out of law school. So I said to myself, okay, on average, these guys are doing 10 appointments a week. Now, most people say, well, do 20. Well, I figured I was half as good. I, I used a little bit of radical humility and re realization because <laughs> I learned that in football. Yeah. Right? Sure. I just learned to exist on who I was, and I was going to make my weaknesses strengths. But you have to know what your weaknesses are in order to turn them into strengths on the field, on the court, or off the field. So yeah. I said, all right, I'm going to do 40. I'm going to do 40 appointments and I'm going to close half as many as the average guy, which will make me twice as successful. Right. Though. So my 32 hours of productivity became 64 hours of productivity a day. That's eight hours times eight. Every day that I worked was eight days times seven days, not five, because I wasn't married with kids and I didn't yeah, have a house yeah, or anything. Yeah. I was involved. I had one goal to make money to buy my mom a house and a car. Wow. So what I did... I worked 56 days a week. 
of productivity. <laughs> yeah. Of, of, yeah. Of producing. Yeah, yeah. So in nine months, I worked what was equivalent to 10 years of sales. Dude, so people tell me all the time, oh, you make a million bucks. I'm like, yeah, but I was 150 under plan per year. And they wow. were like, what, what is this kid? I was only 24 <laughs> years old. I just turned 25, right? And they're changing the comp plan on me because I made a million bucks. And I'm telling them I was 150,000 below plan each year I worked. And they're looking, you worked nine months, psycho. And you were, <laughs> you know, 750,000 or plus above plan. Well, yeah, because they didn't get the fact that I worked 10 years. Wow. And I use that math by connecting the dots backwards. And so I meet real estate guys that I coach and within years, they go to a billion, these are guys that are sometimes bankrupt and they go to a billion dollars in production because I have them say, okay, how many times are you knocking on doors? I don't like to knock on doors. <laughs> okay, why not? It's just like the guy that told me, I don't like, to, to, I don't like emails. I'm like, you love emails. He goes, I hate them. I said, no, I can make you like them in a couple of minutes. He goes, in fact, I'll make you love them. He goes, how? I go, I'll give you a thousand bucks for every email that you send and 2000 for every one you receive. Right? And wow. He, and he's like, I go, do you like emails now? You want any? You want to send any? Yeah. Okay. You found the light in an email. So how can we find light in knocking on doors? Well, when we reverse engineer and say, by knocking on 50 doors a day, seven days a week, it's gonna result in four extra listings a month, four extra listings a month in California is worth an extra 120 grand a month. An extra 120 grand a month equates to $1.44 million a year in my pocket. $1.4 million a year allows me to shop for what I want. If I shop for what I really want and they're good things, it's gonna make me happy. Right. I can revert. I'm connecting yeah, the dots exactly, backwards, exactly. but people don't do the math. Exactly. They don't do the math with the time, the money or, or literally their efficiency. So if you study your calendar, that's why, you know, I have silly rules, right? 520 rule. People think that's silly. It's not silly to me at all because I limit my phone calls during the day in the, what I call activity I get paid for to five minutes because I can get through a phone call in five minutes for activity I get paid for. Activity I don't get paid for, I schedule other times. I don't have to limit a phone call for activity. That's for, for visiting and having fun. But for activity I get paid for, I do five minute phone calls and 20 minute meetings, 20 minute interviews on my yep. podcast. Yep. And yes, I have exceptions for everything according to my prioritized values. Right. For example, my son is going to come into work for fantasy football today. That is not efficient or effective, but it's a priority to me because it means so much to him. Yeah, that's an, um, that's that's great rules to live by, too. And something that really just draws me to you is like you're saying all this efficiency and being able to earn a trillion dollars is what you said through <laughs> other people as well. But the thing that's that's great about you that. I think you do better than anybody else is build genuine relationships and you realize that relationships is the benefit of the the work that you're going to do it's it's the pouring into others it's the building up to have uh have an impact on a billion people and it's all through relationships and i just have to speak on that too because you'll talk about all your efficiency and your business but like the, one of the most impressive things I ever saw was this past Christmas where you just were handing out $100 of bills left and right and we'd go and give them to people and, and just change people's lives just in one day right there and you don't say anything about it. Like that's <laughs> that's the coolest thing. I know I'm pumping you up on that, but that's just me being honest. Like your ability to build genuine relationships is what I think, like as smart as you are and as, as precise as you are and as efficient you are, as you are, I think that's the key to how you've been able to be where you are now. Yeah, when you learn about kindness, relationships yeah. come. 
So I, I talk about kindness. I try to tell people, you know, the best piece of advice I can give you beyond find something that you love to do for your health every day for a minimum of an hour is to be kind. If, if you think about how simple the solution to earth and happiness is, what if you took a kind approach to everything you did? Yeah, Forget awesome. my efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success. Awesome. Don't forget my health, yep. because if you're not here, you're not doing good. I, my wife gave me a great piece of advice. I said, what can I do most for you? Because I love you more than anyone. She said, you need to take care of yourself, right? Because I get choked up because I started thinking, about, what do yeah. you need to take care of myself? Because yeah. she goes, I know you. If you take care of yourself, you'll be able to take care of everyone else. So when I do so that, good, and you talk about kindness, the, the, it, everything, it's an abundant world. Why would I not want to give away everything I have? If I believe there's more than enough, yeah. it's how much faith do you really have? And what's the aggregate of faith in this pragmatic world is what you're thinking, saying, and doing is what you're believing. Are your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions all aligned with what that faith is? Meaning are all those things I just listed, the aggregate of those aligned with being kind? And, and I work hard at it. I'm not there yet. I make mistakes. And part of that lessons, my favorite two lessons I've learned in the history studying that I've done is one, you know, I told you the life of our lessons, but here's the two. One, you will forget every single lesson that you've ever learned at one time or another, including kindness, forgiveness, gratitude, all of those. I, I teach it, preach it, live by it, but I forget it. Likewise. But the yeah. coolest thing that gives me confidence and faith is that I have the ability to access every single lesson I've ever learned and even ones that I haven't at any time. It, I have that power to access lessons that I haven't even learned That's awesome. at any time. So having that in my back pocket allows me to have radical humility, to have forgiveness, to have accountability, to clear the connection between that which inspires me and those who I want to inspire. Think about what I just yep. said. Yep. May everybody use kindness to clear the connection between that which inspires me and that which inspires everyone else. The only thing I'm supposed to do is add value to it, right? I'm the conduit. I'm, and that's how you expand and grow by allowing more inspiration to come through you, appreciate it, and allow it to, with less interference to go. If I'm appreciating, we, have a, we always have some interference or else we'd be true light, right? Sure. We reach our potential. Right. So we're always not to our potential. So that comes into us. What happens is by adding value to it, it clears more of the interference on this side. Stronger frequency, wider spectrum, clearer message. Absolutely. And it takes all the pressure off you knowing that all you have to do is just add value and you've changed lives. Pressure is part of the ego-based consciousness. It doesn't it. exist. Love it, man. All right, before you, we let you off the hook on the One Percenter Podcast, tell us everywhere we can follow you. I know you got the, the new book come, that just came out, Game <laughs> yeah. Time Decision Making. Thank you. Tell us all about it. You know, I always say to people, if you just remember my name, uh, David Meltzer, that's where you find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. That's where you find all my books are under David Meltzer, which is Connected to Goodness, Compassionate Capitalism, Unstoppable, Creating the Life You Love, which is for charity, The Unstoppable Foundation. Yes. And awesome. my newest book by McGraw-Hill, Game Time Decision Making, which is basically uh, a pregame game analysis and post-game analysis of how to make decisions love it, and man. loving the fact that the only decision you really have to make is what's going to make you happy and learning how the subconscious and unconscious work with the conscious uh, with sports stories is really fun. Uh, so, you know, reach out. If anybody can't afford my book, reach out to me. I'll send it to you. Uh, it's, I'll pay for shipping. It's not some sort of, you know, free book with, you know, $100 shipping. That's not me. <laughs> a 
look, I want everyone to have my book. I want everyone to learn. I'm here to empower others, to empower others. I know that every time I give the blessings, the blessing will come back to me. So, yeah. and I think you're a blessing, Dave, and man, appreciate I, you coming in you. here, man. Well, absolutely, man. And it's just like I've been around a lot of people and through the NBA and through. But I'm the shortest one he's ever been around. He's the shortest one. Yes, yeah. he's the shortest he, one. But he's, thank you, Muggsy, for not <laughs> working with David Nurse. But the most real, man, just absolutely <laughs> like just being around you is like you're saying that being a light like you, that's exactly what you are to so many people. And it's and that's what that's what leadership is like. Nobody is going to care what you say until, you know, they know how much you care. And that's exactly you to a T. So the last question for you is what does on this one percenter podcast, what does one percent being a one percenter or leaving a legacy mean to you? You know, it means to me that you didn't quit, that you're enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. I always say by 25% or 10 years, 99% of the people quit. Yep. And yep. they just, it's half the amount of time, you know, five more years, you're at 50%. And then another 99% of the 1% quit. And they're only two and a half way, literally two and a half years of being 100% of the way there. Now the times differ, could go 25, 50 to 100 in three years or three months. The fact is, in order to be the one percenter, I believe it's not just being a one percenter in that first, it's the one percenter of the second stage. There's one percent that stay on after 25% of the way there. There's another one percent of that one percent that stays on at 50%. Nice. Be that extra one percenter. So when you're, I look at the one percenter to me, yeah, it's like you gotta be the one percenter of the one percenter. Love it. Because those are the people that live the hockey stick life. Those are the people that accelerate and exponentially grow. They live with, Four things, gratitude, accountability, forgiveness, and effective communication or inspiration. So thanks for allowing me to Boom. be one of those one percent. You are a one percenter. Well, look at that math. See, you are amazing math. <laughs> Drop the mic right there. Awesome, man. Appreciate you big time. Thank you very much. Thank you, D. Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about, just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes. But what this is, is this is gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29 day challenge where it goes in depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me where I work hand in hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's, that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me 
get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can. And ultimately, that's the joy in life. Think about it. If you can enjoy the journey, enjoy the daily process, enjoy the daily grind, and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success, but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission, on your purpose, following your passion, that's what being a one percenter is about. That's what this podcast is about. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast. Go out there and do something for somebody. Change somebody's life. If you change one life, that is leaving a legacy. The rest is gravy on top. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, one percenter podcast, signing off.